best known for his contribution to the film and book The Secret as a law of attraction expert and coach, today's guest has been teaching these principles through programs, podcasts, coaching, writing, and virtual reality since 1998. Welcome to the show, Bob. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Toby. It's great to be here. Thanks. Thank you so, so much for joining me today on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I really appreciate your presence here right now and Thank you so much, you know, for, you know, even before we start recording, you, you know, the instructions and the ideas or the, the suggestions and the ideas that you gave to me. I really appreciate them. Um, but before we, we get down to business, can you share with me, you know, your life journey so far from being a radio producer slash talk show host leading to becoming an executive coach at Boundless Living Incorporated? Yes. Unlikely journey for sure. One of the reasons I got mm-hmm. into radio in the first place was really because I, I didn't feel like I was necessarily a people person and I could just sort of hide and just be creative. And that's all I really wanted to do was just sort of be a goofball on the radio. And so mm-hmm. I did radio, as you as you said there for a while, but because I was in a sort of a major market in Atlanta, Georgia, it was going to be a long time before I could do the stuff I wanted to do on the radio the way I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. if ever. And so I kind of started to get a little bit well, I just didn't, I just didn't want to do it anymore. And it just wasn't fun. So I left radio and that led me, and that's something that I knew I wanted to do ever since I was like 12 years old. So I was sort of in this crisis of, well, well now what? I mean, my whole life, it was supposed to be this. And that's what yeah. got me doing this journey of, well, what do I want to be? You know, what do I want to do? And so I kind of dipped my toes in lots of various industries, you know, computers and, and even network marketing. And I ran a web design company for a short period of time. And um, you know, just tried all sorts of things, tried to create uh, an audio production company and just nothing was working. And because of, because I felt like logically something should have taken by now, that's when I started looking down more sort of metaphysical roads. Like, well, what's the invisible reason this isn't happening for me, basically was the question I was sort of asking. And that's what eventually led me to the whole conversation around, <clears throat> you know, how we create our experience of reality and, just the whole concept that we could and eventually the law of attraction and all that. So in all of that research, and that's another whole story that would take another hour, but I finally, the lights came on about this law of attraction thing and what it was and what it wasn't and how it was at work in my life. <clears throat> and I got very, very passionate about that and and started, you know, implementing the things I was learning about it and my life changed. And as it began to change, I started teaching it because that's just kind of how I operated. That's part of my backstory that, you know, again, we don't have time for, but I knew how to put together a course and put it out there. And so I did that and I very quickly decided to move from sort of just being the facilitator of this information to, I really wanted to know this. I really wanted to be sort of an expert in this and make a difference in people's lives and help people like me have an aha moment like I had. Right. And so there was a very fundamental thing. And it's really the theme of our whole conversation today is that I need I had to decide to be someone that I wasn't at that time. Right. I was very much a different person in terms of what I wanted and how I wanted my career to go and how I wanted to make my contribution and be creative. And even when I started teaching the law of attraction, how did I want to do that? Well, I just wanted to do this little program and share my thoughts. But then. I had this sort of, no, I want to, I want to play a bigger game. And so I had to define who is this. And so I, so who I became at that time was a person who this is in my own mind. I define this for myself that who I am is a person who can effectively communicate these principles 
<laughs> to as many willing, open minds as possible. Meaning, very specifically, I did not want to argue with people about the law of attraction. Is it, isn't it? That's like a waste of time. And, yeah. I, and, and that's something I've never done. And, and now I'm really not doing it because I've shifted my attention away from teaching the ins and outs of the law of attraction to rewiring our brain. And, and that's where, you know, a lot of this really effective transformation takes place and the law of attraction sort of runs in the background, but to, to just yeah. briefly answer your question, you know, I was, it was my own journey that led me to the mm -hmm. whole law of attraction conversation and transformation in general, which led to the yeah. secret, you know, my appearance in the secret, which led mm -hmm. to exposure of a lot more people. And it, and it helped me to evolve personally and professionally as to how do I want to make a difference? And that's what's led mm -hmm. me here today. Oh, that's beautiful. And I love the fact that, you know, you are driven by your passion for creative self-expression and your work is heavily, you know, focused on helping people, like you said, to decide on who they want to be and how they want to express themselves. So can you explain this to me? What does, you know, creative self-expression mean and how do you help people to decide who they want to be and how they express themselves for who they are truly? Okay, well, let me address the first one first. And if I don't get to the second one, just give me a reminder there. So creative yeah. self-expression, I think just about anything we want to get out, you know, that's in us is our, an expression of our creativity. The number one thing we need to know is we are creative beings. We're here to create. That's why we're here. We are here to bring into form things that aren't, to create a life for ourselves and to, to make contribution. We're here to create, create. And if we don't create, we start to feel you know, that's where depression and all of that sets in because we don't feel any sort of purpose. There's nothing driving us. You know, we're just doing this mundane task of life that we've been sort of wired to do. And if we're not taking time to express ourselves, whether that's through things like the arts, you know, music and drama and theater and that type of thing, or just even through a business or how you parent or anything, but you, who the, the essence of your creativity must come through. And if it can't, for whatever reason, that's when things get bad. You know, we just resign ourselves to a life of mediocrity and so on. So I, I, and that's what was killing. That's what's always stifled me. That's what's always pushed me into the next level of transformation is when I feel like something is suppressing my ability to express myself creatively in any of a number of ways. I mean, I have a lot that I do creatively. I've got, you know, my work here in this space, which is a creative endeavor. I love music. I play the ukulele. I love to live stream. It's just goofy stuff. I'm into all sorts of artificial intelligence having to do with graphics and things like that. I mean, things that have nothing to do yeah. with personal transformation necessarily or teaching it. But if I don't do those things, if I don't express those in my life, not necessarily for money, but if I don't do it, then I don't feel completely alive. And that's what yeah. I'm trying to help people to do is to, to acknowledge the creativity that is in there that is wanting to be expressed and give them permission to do it. Give them permission to visualize themselves being that person without any restrictions. A lot of people when it comes to their creativity, they stop themselves because they can't figure out how they're going to make money from it. Yeah. So stop thinking about that. That's not why the creativity is in you. If mm -hmm. when you express it and just fully express it with no expectation, except just to do it, that's when the magic can happen. Just about any creative person will tell you that as soon as you start doing your creative endeavor as a job, you know, it very often it, it, you, it loses a lot of its fun. You know, mm -hmm. so you want to create on your terms and things like that, but you get to. And that's the basis of our whole conversation today is that we can 
change who we're being in the world to get the, the results that we want to actually create the life we want. And we don't have to get caught up in the woo woo of it. You know, what's yeah. the vibration or the energy? It, it comes from mm-hmm. very practical action that we take in the world as a result of changing who we're being through this rewiring process. Yes. Wow, that's so beautiful. And one way you, you help people to do this is by, you know, providing like, you know, a very quick and, you know, easy quiz on your website, which is meetbobdoily.com. And it's also it's also be accessed on an aptquiz.com um, also. Yeah, TPT. If, 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 if a listener who's listening right now would like to really be able to connect with what we're talking about today and see how mm. I can help them personally, if you go to tptquiz.com, there's a free quiz. It takes one minute. Toby did it. It takes just a little bit of time and it tells you what personality type you are when it comes to personal transformation. Because... The reason that I created the quiz in the first place is because if you're going to change your wiring to become someone else, it helps mm-hmm. tremendously to know what your wiring currently is so that yeah. that is actually stopping you from doing that so that you can prevent it. The quiz mm-hmm. is there to show you how, how you approach transformation from a personality point of view and what part of that personality is likely to be the culprit into why you haven't successfully gotten to where you want to go. Because a lot of people mm-hmm. take on transformation and they don't complete the process. And the, the TPT quiz will show you why. And then as we talk about the different types in our conversation here, people who are yeah. listening can, can know how that applies to them if they just go take the quiz real quick. You took it, right? Yeah. So... Yes. So I, I encourage everyone that's listening right now to just take a minute off, post this podcast for a minute and log on to or click, um, just type tptquiz.com on your tab or your phone, wherever you're listening to this on and take the quiz for one minute and yeah, continue this podcast after one minute. All right. That's awesome. So when, when I took the quiz, for example, um, you, we had that in mutual. I got like my result has been skeptic. skeptic what, what does type. that mean? And that was yeah. my type too. So we bonded on that one. So the skeptic, yeah. the skeptic type is a person who's, you know, they want change in their life. They're not like content necessarily with where they are. In fact, they're probably not. They want something bigger for themselves, but because mm-hmm. of an experience they might've had or just whatever their wiring is, everything mm-hmm. they're presented with is run through this. They're skeptical first. The question a skeptic asks is why won't this work for me? That's mm-hmm. the first question they ask, as opposed to the opposite of how could this work for me? So a skeptic like myself wanted to believe all this stuff about reality creation and we can just visualize and, you know, but the skeptic in me who was raised by a school teacher and I was very analytical and, you know, that's just how I thought was just not going to accept it unless mm-hmm. I saw some science, right? That was my mm-hmm. skeptical. But this that that skeptical personality type could have kept me from having any of the experiences at all that I've had. None of the secret, yeah. none of the impact, none of it at all, because I could have just mm-hmm. kept my arms crossed and said, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. I'm a logical mm-hmm. person. What do you mean? Energy, vibration. What are you talking about? Right. Yeah. And that could have stopped me. And that's what happens to a lot of skeptics is because they don't want to be wrong. They don't want to be proven unintelligent or like someone took advantage of them. And all of that, all the reasoning behind being a skeptic is its own network of wiring that is all based on how you grew up and the the situations you had. It's so it's so crazy how intricate it is. 
But the result yeah. of being a skeptic is, again, there's nothing wrong with being skeptical about things because it stops you from doing really ridiculous things. But if you mm -hmm. define yourself as a skeptic, then again, your automatic way of being is to find out why something won't work for you. And if you look for that, you will find it. Mm, yeah, that's true. And how can we get you know over the the all those or you know let's go of the disadvantages that come to, that comes with being skeptical. Well, then you again, it's just about consciously changing the question to how can this work for me? Mm. How could this work for me? Now, here's the yeah. thing about rewiring, and it's a theme. It it's not easy necessarily because your whole life you've been wired. So this mm. question, a, a skeptic, to have a skeptic start asking the question, how could this work for me, is like crazy huge request yeah right and and the skeptic yes. needs to understand that that's okay and it's natural mm. of course it's going to feel uncomfortable it goes against everything you have believed your truth mm. the lens through mm. which you see the world but if you can yeah. learn the, the the truth of wiring and how you really are programmed and how there's not really truth to some of the most of the things that you interpret it's just your yeah. interpretation and then if you can mm -hmm. see that your life could be so much better so much richer if you could change the meaning that you make out of things that are generally mm -hmm. disempowering and turn them into opportunities and take different action, then maybe, mm -hmm. maybe you'll do it, you know, with the proper yeah. support. But, but the beginning yeah. stages of it are difficult because you're going against your wiring. So you have to have a very strong why as to why you're doing this. I, I, the, the way I say is that it's really got to be non-negotiable because we don't like things for be, to be difficult as humans. But, but sure. it's interesting when a thing is non-negotiable, we just do it. For example, learning to walk. How many hundreds of times did we fall learning to walk? learning to talk, yeah. learning languages, mm. learning reading, learning everything that we've learned that we needed to learn. We did it mm. throughout the discomfort. We didn't mm. fail three times and make it and then say, oh, I guess the universe doesn't want it for us. That's mm. the mentality that a lot of people who take on the law of attraction have. They take it yeah. to mean that, well, if it doesn't happen right away, well, I guess I'm not in the flow and the universe doesn't want it for me. No, you're not done mm. yet. You're just not done yet. You've got a lot more to do. You've got to rewire so that you can be this person consistently so that the yeah. universe or the people in it can respond appropriately to your new way of being so that you can have a different experience of reality. Yes. It's the people who think that just by creating the vision board or going inside that it's all going to change magically through the law of attraction. That's, that's, that's another type. That's the wizard type. There's four types. And the wizard type yeah. is this is, is sort of prone to this kind of magical thinking, you know, like mm -hmm. they love the law of attraction, the concept of it so much. And maybe they saw the secret and they saw this genie in a lamp and it gathered this mm -hmm. whole magical. But that's not how it works. You know, mm -hmm. it can occur that way for sure, because when things are in alignment, they're in alignment. And sometimes you can just do a, a, a little bit of a shift and things can seem to manifest just out of nowhere. And so it gives you that. Oh, this is like magic. But there's a logical, there truly is a logical, practical reason for everything to show up in your life. And if you want it to be consistent, not just some, oh, my God, I won the lottery today or whatever it is, mm. then you have to be consistently different than who you're being now. And a wizard needs to understand that there's, again, there's, because there is such wonderful sort of magic in the universe, right? I mean, there, there, there is this, but it is really science, actually. But to yeah. us, it seems all magical. So there's nothing wrong with, with, I think, you know, appreciating and getting into and acknowledging sort of that magical quality of the universe, but not at the expense of us taking the necessary action to mm. be the person that will get the results that we want.
The ones, yes. So we've talked about you know, we've talked about um, the wizard type and the you know the skeptic type, the transformation personality types that we have. So for those who have you know taken a quiz on tptquiz.com and got something else apart from wizard or skeptic, um, what are the other personality types and can you explain this to us? Yes. So the number one type, actually, the one that is mm. far and away the the most popular, if you will, is the seeker mm. type. These are the people who, again, are lo- they love their committed, committed to personal development. In fact, they're mm-hmm. so committed that they try everything that comes across mm-hmm. their desk, right? Oh, this program looks great. Oh, it's so good. And you're telling their friends, oh, I'm doing this with so-and-so, and it's awesome. And then they see another program that promises maybe quicker results, a different level of results, or they like the guy better, or they're more famous or whatever. And so they jump. The problem with all of that is that you don't give your brain a chance to literally rewire in any specific way, because most mm. programs are going to kind of take you back to a starting point. You're, it's fragmented and your brain. Yeah. And that's why everything seems chaotic when we're trying mm. to do a bazillion different things. Well, we have wiring for all of it. It, it, mm. that's how we do it. Our brain creates this wiring and that's how we do it. But if it's all chaotic and all over the place, then nothing can really firmly get uh, you know, no neural pathways that are going to make any long-term consistent impact are going to be formed. You're just going to be in chaos. The, the yeah. way that we run on autopilot, which is almost all of us running on autopilot on so many levels, is because we're talking our entire lives of undisputed just letting it happen. We said yes to everything. So our wiring is just so strong. Now we're talking about consciously overriding it, which is a time-consuming process, but worth it yeah. because it's it's we change automatically. If 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 someone is listening to this and going, I don't know about this, mm-hmm. just think about who you were five years ago, 10 years ago, yeah. 15 years ago. I guarantee you, you have fundamentally changed in some ways. And that has happened because something, new ideas, new thoughts have come in in a consistent way and changed the biology of your brain. So now your autopilot, who you be automatically, is different than who you were five years ago. So our goal yeah. here is to create the version of you that works as on autopilot as you are now, only they get the results that you truly want. Mm, yeah, that's so awesome. The seeker just needs to commit, right? Mm. Like understand that, you know, choose a program, remember why they, because the, the programs themselves, a lot of them are really good, but you do have to complete them and you have to commit to this is my new way, right? Mm. So, the, so the seeker is out there. They just need to like choose one and stick. And then the, yeah. the last one, which is also very popular is the people pleaser. People pleaser, just like the others, they're very into their their own personal transformation. They're committed to a new level of excellence. However, the first time mom says something, a friend says something, a coworker says something, or they get a different look or whatever from somebody else, or if they if it is suggested that they shouldn't, couldn't do it, or who are they to do it, then they will mm-hmm. bow to the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. They will sacrifice their vision, their dream so that the other people can be more comfortable. Well, I don't want to make my mom feel bad. And I hope this, and nobody wins when that happens. Mom doesn't win. She's not happy. If she was, she wouldn't be telling you how to be happy. You don't get to be happy because you don't get to go do the thing that's calling for you. So you're just going to sacrifice truly your life. So you're living not your life, but some hybrid of your life and your mom's vision for your life. And this, of course, mom is hypothetical. It could be anybody, any situation where... The opinions of others stop you from moving on. You you just have to remember that 
everything in life is the cyclical flow and people come in and out of our lives. And we've, we've learned again, what we've learned about relationships is also, if there's no truth to it, except that we've learned it and it's wired in us. And so we have values that other countries and other civilizations and other cultures don't have, but we, mm-hmm. we seem to have a culture that if it, like a relationship ends, it's a bad thing. Somebody was a jerk to make it happen, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's just the natural evolution of things. You know, we are surrounded by the people in our lives appropriately based on who we're being right now and the results that we're getting in our lives. Yeah. If we're going to change who we are, if we're going to up-level, then the people around us are automatically either going to up-level with us or resist mm-hmm. us, but we mm-hmm. will attract other people who will now support us in our up-leveled version. They will become yeah. our new circle. They will become our friends. The only difference is they're not insisting that you stay stuck with them. They're lifting mm-hmm. you up as well. So community, support, coaching, if you will, all of it is super important in this rewiring process because everything is trying to stop yeah. you from doing it intentionally. Yeah. I, I believe the, the quiz result for myself was very accurate because I'm skeptical and I really want to know the science behind, you know, brain rewiring. Like, how does that work? What's the science behind well, it? How, can you explain this to me? It's a, it's a perfectly logical question. And here's what I am saying to in terms of the answer. I don't want people to get the information about like all the, the science and the chemistry. It's all mm. it's so out there. It's everywhere. What I what all I need people to know for me to be able to help them is that your brain can change. And if you get hung up on how, but how the chemistry now you're just doing what the law of attraction people are doing with like, (laughs) well, how's my vision board? How many times should I do this? None of it important. Who do you want to be? That's it. So all we got to do is show you your brain can change in a conversation. Like, did you learn anything in the past five years? Yes. Then see your brain changed. Now let's let's learn to be the new you. Because that's it's, mm. there's no difference. It's the same mm-hmm. thing. When you want to learn a subject, you immerse yourself in it. You do repetitive. You get it in your brain until it's wired. Same thing with changing who you are. We mm. were born with these amazing brains that will change. And we have the power to visualize. We have imagination. We have a sense of passion. We have a whole range of amazing emotions. We're here to create an amazing reality for ourselves if we will just allow ourselves to do it. But since we aren't born with people telling us this, we are truly programmed by the thoughts, the opinions, the beliefs, and all of that of the people who are taking care of us, who are our environment. We're just saying yes to everything because we don't know we can discern, right? So that's when we wake up to, oh my God, it's a program. Because when you think about it, this question of free will, do we really have it until we wake up? Because so much of the decisions we make are on autopilot. We're just we're just making meaning in the moment. We're not thinking about where the meaning came from. Is there any real truth mm-hmm. to it? We just go, all my life I've thought this. This is the truth of that. I'm making, you know, but we have the choice to create new meaning in any moment and create a whole new world of possibilities for ourselves in terms yeah. of outcomes. Yes. So can you, can you tell me how to do this? How can can you walk me through these steps of transformation through brain rewiring? Okay. So the first I the first thing you want to do is know where you're going right? Where do, who do I want to be? And if you're not really clear on that, one of the ways you can start to chip away at that is, is to identify where in your life you're feeling disempowered now. So the very first skill I teach everybody I work with is just becoming aware, catching yourself when you're on autopilot. Anytime your mood shifts into a uh, kind of place, disempowered, you're dreading something, you feel worry, you fear, that is an interpretation. That is a signal that you are making meaning out of this conversation. And what I teach people to do is to stop in that moment and sort of move into an 
an observation mode and just look at what's happening and see the wiring, see that you are in fact in autopilot. And the mantra is, this is not the truth. This is my wiring, this reaction I'm having, this meaning I'm having. And I could choose another one. And so what I also help people to do is number one step is to learn how to catch that. That's the first major win, because when you get into the habit of catching it, then you start to do to, to uh, reinforce the, the truth that there is no truth about it, that it is just a reaction. And they can then little by little, the emotional response becomes less and less because, you know, it's an illusion. So now you're going to create a new one. And so what we do is we have people every day go through a process of once they once they get an idea of who they need to be to well let me put it, we did kind of skip a step so we're identifying who we don't want so we can chip away and see who do we want to be we can look out in the world and who inspires us what is it about what they do that inspires us you know why what's the, what are the feelings i get who do i and then what do i want in my life what level of abundance you know all those kind of law of attraction things but the question is well who do i have to be to get those things cuz it's someone different than who you're being now how do i know this because you don't have it yeah yeah that's true uh, the, the first point you mentioned, like you said, we should ensure that we're not in autopilot, for example. We're not doing things on autopilot. And I think that, that means that we always have to be conscious and be intentional about being present in the moment at all times, right? Well, yes, but it's certainly now in the process when you're starting, starting to learn to rewire. Because mm. becoming present becomes a lot easier when you get into the, the habit of it. You know, it's like the more you do this and I've been doing, I've been this rewiring conversation in my life, personally and professionally is only a couple of years old or so. So I have only been this intentional about rewiring rather than taking more law of attraction approaches for a couple of years. But the changes and the shifts of my automatic way of being and processing information are profound, but it happened over time. And it happened yeah. by catching myself when I would go into my normal upset where I just decided where I where I had decided that the only way for me to respond was in upset or worry or what like that was the truth. But once I had this aha, I realized, nope, I don't have to respond that way. In fact, yeah. there's lots of other ways I could respond. Let's imagine some now. So what I have everybody do at the beginning of the day is they look at their day ahead and they think if there's anything that they know about that's coming up where they might be where they might be triggered into autopilot mode. You know, maybe they're going to go see a relative or maybe they've got an interview or maybe they something that where they know that they tend to become a person where later they go, oh, I would have liked to have handled that differently. Well, this is your opportunity to visualize how do you want to handle it? Who do you want to be in this thing that hasn't happened yet? And run that yeah. scenario. And here's the magic of what happens when you do that over and over. Again, this is the miracle of our brain. Even just by imagining a scenario and getting into the feeling of it and so on, we're having the impact on our brain. It doesn't know we're not really doing it. So if we want to accelerate this rewiring process, instead of like waiting for every opportunity out in the world to be that new way, we get to rehearse it. We get to run it whenever we got free time, but certainly yeah. in the morning before you start your day. And then I have people do it at the end of the day. So they go back over their day and they go, OK, well, that was a point where I could have done it a little differently. How would you have liked to have done it differently? Let's run it and let's get that mm. feeling of like empowerment because your brain loves that. And then you've rehearsed it. So the next time it happens, you've at least seen in your mind's eye different ways to do it and possible outcomes that are more empowering. And this is how it mm. happens. This is how you intentionally rewire instead of just like let life sort of coast you through inevitable changes based on mm. more autopilot behavior.
So that's why this feels so different. And it feels sometimes like, you know, burdensome at first, because we're Mm -hmm. asking for a dramatic change in our brain to occur in, in, because I love efficiency and I want dramatic. I want, I want the people I work with to have significant transformation, not just feel a little better in their day, which is a great first start because then they can relax and expand their vision and all that. So knocking off that stress is one of the first things that's the first things that happened, because when they realize that they're in autopilot mode, that they recognize their type in action, for example, and can yeah. turn that off and dial it down just even a little bit day by day, their life becomes less stressful overall. And that helps in a million different ways. It's better for your health and better for the, the way that your brain works and how you process information. It all just, and it's all just directed by your thought. That's the magic of it. That's the real beauty and wizardry that we are as human beings. We really can create our experience of reality. But if we think about it in terms of like we're waving a magic wand, well, that's going to stop 75% of the people who don't believe in magic, right? But it's not (laughs) magic. It's just your destiny. And so law of attraction techniques like vision boards and any other program you take, they're Mm. going to work if and only if they effectively help you to rewire your brain. So it's not the magic about the approach. It's do, does it work for you? Will you do it until your brain is rewired? Yes. From, the, from this explanation, I'm, I'm getting this um, you know, feeling and you know, similarity to manifesting. Like, you know, when you wake up in the morning and you go through a scenario, like how your day is supposed to go through, how your day is supposed to go, for example, and then you process it in your brain, you know, how you want every event of the day to occur. That sounds like manifesting. So what does rewiring have to do with manifesting, actually? Your manifestations, manifestations are the result of some sort of energy in motion. And so Mm -hmm. through the action you take is how you're going to manifest most things. Mm-hmm. Not through some sort of magical appearance at your front door. You will have taken action by being somebody in a powerful and consistent way so that the world really gets who you are. Not who you're trying to be or not who you're pretending to be, but who you really are. And as a result of the action that you're taking, little mm-hmm. minute things, expressions on your face, micro expressions on your face that the human mm-hmm. eye can barely even see. But it communicates on a, on a deep, deep level to another person. No, I'm really this. I'm not pretending. Mm-hmm. And when you're really that, then you will get the response you want and manifestation will occur. So when I talk about effortless manifestation, I'm saying like right now, everybody listening to this is effortlessly manifesting what they're doing, even if they feel like they're suffering because it's just happening on autopilot. So what we want, again, is to create a new autopilot. That's it. That's what rewiring is. We're going to create a new autopilot so that instead of the chaos that may be your life right now, it, it runs more efficiently better more in alignment with who you really want to be but it starts with you changing little by little or as much as you can take on Mm -hmm. these new ways of being so that not only you get it for yourself but the world around you gets it hey this person has changed we have to respond differently yes so you mean we always manifesting on autopilot every time no matter how um we you know no matter how our brain is wired we're always always you know manifesting on autopilots yeah well that's yes it's just look the universe is always just responding to now if we want to talk woo woo for a second i'll jump in but it's responding Mm. to this energy all the time and so manifestation is occurring it's just how is it going to manifest for us and even more than that Mm. what meaning do we make out of the manifestation if a thing appears in our life okay great now what do we it doesn't mean anything it's nothing until we tell ourselves what it is. 
This is the, uh, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, or this is one step closer, or this isn't what I wanted it to be, or it's the wrong. Whatever we tell ourselves in that moment is the truth about that thing. Other than that, it's just a cluster of energy that that is sitting there that, that our brain is in the process of interpreting. So we're either going to yeah. interpret it on autopilot or we're going to be conscious. What do we want to make this mean? How is this for me? How mm. is this for me? No matter what it looks like, if it looks yes. like catastrophe, how is this for me? What can I get out of this? It's going to help me get where I want to go, provided I don't stop because I'm making crappy meaning out of this. Mm-hmm. So you're like taking out of the steering of our lives, actually taking out of the, yeah, yes. Well, but I would love to know this, like, I would, I would love to understand how my brain is actually processing my experience of reality right now. Can you walk me through that? Can you explain to me how, how my brain is well, correctly? At, at the simplest level, every time you, when, when input is coming in, whether it's visual or audio or anything, mm-hmm. your brain, you're just immediately going to reference everything you know, everything you've ever known. That's what we just keep building and building and building. And that's how you just sort of, and it happens so quickly. You know, you're just looking around and I'm looking around my studio. I'm looking around all this stuff and I'm seeing everything and my brain knows what every every single thing is. And if I was to look at it for half a second, I couldn't just tell you the whole story on where it came from and all mm-hmm. of this. But all of that also has a meaning. Like I can probably yeah. attach any range of emotion, either low emotion, high emotion or neutral emotion to just about everything in here. But again, it's mm-hmm. all based on the ridiculously infinite almost amount of experiences I've had in my life, the people that have been there, the the energy they put into to what they did with me and how I made that mean and the wiring that has happened. So I can't tell you how you process information. It's but I can tell you it's just a result of all the input in there. The the the, the fun, the game is noticing how you process information. Like you get to go on that exploration yourself starting right now. Like when you have a reaction to something, you get to stop and go, I wonder what that's about. Now, I'm not saying that you have to go back to the origin story of everything, because I think if people waste just a lot of time doing that (laughs) stuff, like, well, when I know why it happened, then I can do it. You don't don't have to. It's enough to know that you don't, that, that it's happening and you would rather be changed by something else. But sometimes it's nice to know where it happens so that you can expose it for just the lie that it is. It's like, Oh my God, my three-year-old brain interpreted that event to mean this, that I've been carrying my whole life. I'm letting that go now. It's that simple. Right. But you don't have to suffer over it and do 10 years of energy work over it. It's just like, Mm -hmm. okay, I see. I I made a big deal out of it because I was three or whatever it is, or you Mm -hmm. don't even have to do that. I'm telling you, all you got to do is go. I don't like this feeling. I like to replace it with another one. And just start replacing it with another one and go through that discomfort of, well, this feels unnatural. I feel like I'm lying to myself, blah, blah, blah. That's Mm -hmm. natural and normal. And everybody just needs to expect that and just know that you just keep going. Keep changing until you find the best fit for yourself. Well, yeah, I mean, but but be consistent with the new conversation, like like really be clear on where you're going and why and how you how you want it how you want it to feel. And to to the extent that you can bring the behaviors and actions and meaning making and everything of that future version of you into today, Mm. because that's how it's going to happen. It doesn't happen that all this external stuff changes and then suddenly you change to be in alignment with Mm. it. No, you get into alignment with it first and then it comes to you. You manifest it however you want to say it. Yeah. So what I've got to understand right now, you could correct me if I'm wrong, is that, you know, the input that I expose myself to that or I'm exposed to, you know, um, unconsciously wires my brain in some ways. Correct. If you didn't consciously filter it and assess it and just kind of said, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. That's, 
Yes. Then it's, then it wires your brain because there's absolutely no resistance. That's why zero to seven. That's why the brain is so open. That's why you're where you're, it's so formative there. And the stuff that forms from zero to seven is generally the toughest stuff to change. Yeah. Because we, we don't have that resistance to the input that we're getting from the external world. That's right. We just said, yes, okay, of course this person feeds me. So everything they say is true. Yeah, that's true. Wow. So can you tell me more about your company? Um, Boundless Living Incorporated, and can you also tell me about the services that you offer in your company? Right now, basically, my services are either one of two things. Coaching, mm-hmm. you know, I can coach people personally or whatever, group coaching, yes. but mostly yes. personal one-on-one higher-end coaching, or the Boundless Living Challenge. Now, Boundless Living is the name of my company, and mm-hmm. and but and we've gone through all sorts of evolution over the course of time with a focus originally on a lot of digital programs and things like that, because that was the trend back in the early 2000s. But I also learned, and part of what I do, why I do what I do now, is because of wiring, people don't complete those programs, so they don't finish it. So that doesn't work for anybody, because now the work I put into the program isn't, they don't get the value of it, because they didn't finish it because of whatever their personality type was that stopped them. But that happens to everybody. It's 93% failure rate in this industry. It is not good. So Boundless Living Challenge is more hands-on. This is a 45-day, well, I I call it a program, but it's more of an experience. It's a journey in rewiring where I, they, everybody who's doing the challenge knows every day exactly what to do. Because a lot of people are like, well, I want to do this, but I don't know what to do. What's the action I should take? What should I do specifically? So we tell them that they have a checklist of things to do every day that will help them like those, like those visualization exercises that I talked about at the beginning and the end of the day, things like yes. breathing exercises and learning release techniques to deal with the emotions that come up when you start this rewiring process. But of course, mm-hmm. then there's also the coaching because I'm in there all the time. It's daily. They get daily content from me. They get live coaching every weekend. It's all the things that I know from 20 years of doing this are actually mm-hmm. going to help you transform. But, but the, the biggest mistake people make is that they just try to do it themselves and no matter, it doesn't matter how smart you are. It doesn't no matter how enlightened you are. It does. It has nothing yeah. to do with that. What yeah. happens is you come up against whatever the end of your wiring is. You could be a gazillionaire, but you want to be a gazillionaire and you're going to get to that end of the wiring. And it's the same exact problem as the person with no money trying to get $20 has. They don't, their wiring isn't there yet. So we want to support, we can support any level of growth, whatever your starting point is, it's just about getting really clear on that next vision. And of course, we support you with that because people do struggle with it. Mm-hmm. You know, like, well, who do I want to be and why? And like chipping away at that, because that sometimes our wiring is that we don't know what we want to be. Our, we've been mm-hmm. telling the story so long about how we're, we don't know what we want to do with our life, that that's our wiring. And now we have to change that freaking lie we told ourselves that I don't know what yeah. to do. So, you know, it's the, if there's one other thing I'd really like people to do who are listening to this, it's to invite them to be very aware of their self-talk. Mm-hmm. whether it's out loud or not, because even yeah. if they can rationalize, oh, well, I didn't mean that. What I meant was this. It's in there. And if you're mm-hmm. talking negatively about yourself, if you're saying disempowering things about yourself, if you're just stacking thing after thing uh, on top of yourself, it's no wonder you're not where you want to be. You have to be willing to let go. The other thing is letting go of stories. 
You have to be willing to let go of the story you've told for decades about the truth of your hardships and why you can't have and why they did. You have to say goodbye to all of that because the successful version of you isn't telling that story unless it's in way like early in my life, I was this, but there's no emotion to it and it's not their truth anymore. So people cling to their stories to justify where, where they are, but that it keeps them where they are. So that's another thing. So watch yourself talk and watch your stories. Those are my two bonus giveaways from our conversation, because both those things will help dramatically in realizing how on autopilot you are and that you can make different choices. Yeah. That, thank you so much for those bonuses. That's awesome. So how can people, you know, get access to this support? How can they, you know, take part of this challenge? And this experience that you offer? If I recommend they go through the quiz, because once they go through the quiz, first of all, it's going it, to, it, after they take the quiz, when they get to that page, they're going to be told about what the challenge is and how it relates to them and so on. It's also the lowest possible price when you go in after the quiz. It's like, if you do this now, it's cheaper, but, but that's the best way. But also if they want to just know more about like, well, who is this guy telling me this anyway? Like you said, meetbobdoyle.com. Uh, You can also get to the quiz from there. But that, you know, if you want to know more about my history and the things I've done in this space and others, then, you know, go there if that would make you feel more comfortable. But again, the quiz is really the way to, you know, kind of assess where you are, get to know how I talk about things and get a comfort level about whether something like the challenge would work. But one way or the other, if you're going to transform, you have to get into into an environment where every aspect of what makes you rewire is supported. And that's consistency, and that is constant reframing of of limiting beliefs. It's support from other people. It's the things that the challenge provides. In theory, anyone could do this stuff on their own if they do it every day. But it's the Mm -hmm. stuff that keeps them, that rationalizes why I'm not going to do this today or why I fell short today. It just brings back the old wiring in full force. And in fact, it makes it worse because now you say, Oh, I tried this other thing. I, I took on this rewiring thing, but it didn't work either. As you stop, and now you're going to rule out rewiring, and now you're screwed because rewiring is mm-hmm. the only way to transform. <laughs> so we have to rewire that brain of ours to ensure that no, we get the success that we want. If you're, you're going to change and your results are going to change, something up here in your brain is going to change because it's going to change your behavior and the response that the world gives you. And thus, mm-hmm. and those that response is your result. It's all super yeah. logical. It's really mm-hmm. logical. Mm-hmm. So I, I just have one last question because I've learned a lot from you today already, and I want to you know go back after listening to this episode myself to you know digest everything again, and also maybe you know join on that experience of yours, and yeah, rewire my brain for for greater success. <laughs> so the question I would love to ask is you know about energetic comfort zone. So how can we you know stretch it to allow more of what we want into our lives yeah. can you explain what what it's all this comfort zone means and how we could stretch it well if, if i was to there, it's going to be different for everybody if i but if i had somebody in a group imagine a large amount of money if i just said imagine a large amount of money mm-hmm. who knows what their large amount of money is it could be a million dollars it could be a hundred thousand dollars it could be ten thousand dollars or whatever but there's a feeling around it too and or if i started to say to somebody imagine yourself uh, if I handed you a dollar, if I handed you $10, if I handed you $100, and then see where they start getting uncomfortable. There's a comfort zone around just about everything we want to take on, money being one of those things, comfort zones, comfort zones, relationships, anything, career, what am I capable of? And you feel yeah. it, you know, when you get there, you start to feel uncomfortable in those that feeling is emotion. It's energy in motion. So that's your energetic comfort zone. And so you're going to expand it in, in one of two ways. You actually just go out and do things bigger, 
right? Do things bigger, take bigger, like physically go out in the world and just, and they say, oh, okay, I guess I can do that. I guess I can do that. And so your energetic comfort zone expands and, or you visualize it. This is what I'm talking about. You could start by visualizing, you know, if, what if, what if you made $10,000 a month and you just visualize mm -hmm. that and visualize that until you've got it. You're like, okay, I'm comfortable with that. I know how I'd spend that. What if it was a hundred thousand dollars a month? And then you go through the discomfort of that. And then you figure out how you could spend all that until a hundred thousand dollars doesn't seem like a lot. And then a million and then whatever. And so mm -hmm. then when you start hearing about large, large sums of money or the possibility of large sums of money coming to you, you don't get that cringe about like, well, that would be impossible or that feeling of like, it's too big because you've played mm -hmm. with it so much. You're, you're energetically ready to receive it. And again, yeah. that's just by freaking using your imagination and nothing else, but on a consistent basis and really getting mm -hmm. into the feeling of it, it will work. Yeah. It will work miracles, but it's biology. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's so beautiful. Th thank you so, so much. I really appreciate everything I've been able to learn from you today, Bob. I mean, about brain rewiring, this has been so enlightening to me, like, you know, knowing how important it is to us. But I know I've, I've asked you my last question already, but as a closing remark, do you have like an advice or something, if you could reflect back to your 20-year-old self, for example, what piece of advice would you give your 20-year-old self? Yeah, I, I would... I would teach my 20 year old self to wake up and, and look at why, you know, why are you making these decisions or whatever? I used to say, choose wisely. That was, that was always the, the advice I would have given my, my former self. But, you know, when I realized sort of in retrospect, I always made the best choices I knew how, you know, it's like, it's not like I purposely ever made a stupid choice. I always did the best I could, but in retrospect, it's go, man, I wish I would have done something different, but you but you couldn't have because of the way that I was wiring, I didn't see any other choices. But if somebody had come in and said, every choice you make or every decision you make, you know, everything you have here, any given moment, you have a choice hmm. and try this one, try this one earlier. If I had hmm. tried different choices, if I hadn't been so locked into, no, this is the way it was. And a lot of it, you know, for again, parental imprinting and, you know, what's a, how big a game can I play and so on. I mean, imagine what happened to, the, to me when the secret happened to go from, you know, I, you know, a little bit of my story, I had, I was in huge debt and then I got out of debt and then the secret came and it was like, boom, such a, such yeah. a different thing. And so I had to, I had to do a lot of rewiring and adjustment too. There's a whole, whole conversation around the journey post secret for me and the rewiring yeah. that was going on, but I wasn't conscious about it. It was all unconscious. And so therefore there was a ton of suffering. So mm -hmm. knowing that, you know, you can just eliminate a lot of suffering if you really understand that so much of what we're doing is on autopilot and there's no truth to it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I've learned. Wake up. If you know better, you do better. You make better decisions and you make better choices. And you have to do that through brain wiring. Thank you so much, Bob. You are welcome. Wow. You made it to the very end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye. Bye.